You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 60. First of all, 60 episodes, we need to acknowledge that. I did not plan for this to happen, guys. I really didn't. But I am so grateful that we have gotten this far. 60 episodes of the Hello Awesome Podcast, over a year since it started. I am just completely blessed and blown away by the support that you guys have literally shown to this small little podcast. And I can't think of a better person to celebrate 60 episodes then my dear friend, Brittany Scott. Now, Brittany was on the podcast in season one, and I am just so grateful for her. She is a singer, songwriter, and she is also a church planner in Seattle with her husband, Ryan. I actually got a chance to meet Brittany in real life at General Conference last year, which was so awesome and encouraging. She has just been a beacon of light to me as a person, but also musically. And today, Brittany talks about the power of praise. Brittany shares a little bit behind the scenes of what she's going through as a church planner right now. We also talk about why it's important to establish worship as a family and how we have to make it personal and not just a corporate experience. And then we really dive into how music just shifts our focus and why it's important to use our praise as a weapon against the enemy during this time of uncertain events. I hope you're ready to get your praise on and use your voice to fight this battle that we are in. Even if we don't know what's going to happen in this world, even if we don't know what the outcome is going to be, we have an obligation to use our voice as a weapon in this spiritual battle. And Brittany is a perfect person to lead the way. So here we go, guys. Here is the last episode of the podcast Positive Party. Remember, I'm going to take a break through the month of April and should be back in May. I will keep you guys posted on social media. If you're not following me on Instagram, please follow Hello Awesome Ministries. And I usually post in my stories updates about the podcast. So here we go, the 60th episode of the Hello Awesome podcast and also the eighth episode of the podcast Positive Party. This is what I'm calling Fighting with Praise with Brittany Scott. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? Before we get to why you're here, let me share two special deals with you from some friends of mine. The Hello Awesome Podcast wants to welcome back our sponsor, Nuggles, for a new season. Through affordable, modest fashion, Nuggles aims to provide beauty with comfort. From dresses to slip skirts, modesty doesn't have to sacrifice style. Hello Awesome listeners can use the exclusive 10% discount code by using Hello Awesome 10 during checkout. Head to Nuggles.us to browse their full collection today. Again, that's NU. G-G-L-E-S dot U-S to shop high quality products to add to your modest wardrobe today. Do you firmly believe that our relationship with Jesus should impact every part of our lives, including the clothes that we wear? We do too, and so do our friends over at The Modest Poppy. If you're ready for casual wear that's high quality for the modern Christian girl, use their special discount code, 
TMP20 for 20% off your next order at themodestpoppy.com. You can be a witness for Jesus just by what you wear. So take advantage of these special offers from our incredible sponsors right now. Hey, everybody. We are back here on the Hello Awesome podcast. This is the last episode in this amazing series that the Lord has helped me put together for you. And I'm just so grateful for all the conversations that we've been able to have. I'm especially grateful for all the guests who have taken time out of their days and joined me on the podcast. And today I have one last interview, more conversation. I have one last conversation with a very good friend of mine. You know her from season one of the podcast, Brittany Scott. She is a singer-songwriter. She is also a church planner with her husband. And I'm just so thankful that she has also taken time out of her day to be with me. So thank you so much for being on the podcast with me, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about this series of podcast episodes that you're doing and honored that I get to be a part. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so grateful that you were able to be with me because I was kind of thinking about how things have been changing. And I know everybody's lives are different, even though we're being affected by the same thing. And I know with you being a singer songwriter, sometimes you travel, um, but you're also a church planner with your husband. I want to just know what has life looked like for you in this moment of social distancing and slowing down? Well, it's kind of funny a little bit. I was joking with my husband because um, it feels like our lives have not changed a whole lot. (laughs) Um, And that is because probably one thing, we don't have any children. So we're not having to try to find things, you know, to occupy our kids or something like that. Um, Like I know a lot of families are having to do um, or find childcare because one of us is working outside the home. Um, My husband, we pastor church, but uh, my husband is bivocational and he is in marketing and he works from home already. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. a lot of this has just been kind of like our normal routine other than the way that it's impacted um, us having church. And so as a church planner, that could be a little bit scary because you feel like you've got this momentum and we actually just, uh, we baptized somebody on Friday night. We had a a revival planned, not this Friday night, I'm sorry, but a week ago, um, we had a revival planned, um, brought somebody in to do a Friday, Saturday, Sunday revival, right they got here right in the middle of all this beginning. (laughs) And so we ended up canceling our Saturday service, but we had our Friday night service because we had somebody that was getting baptized that Friday night. And then we had Sunday service, um, and just, were following, you know, all of the rules I think at that point here, it had to be less than 50 people, which were not there yet. So we were, we felt okay with that. And also just encouraged people that were, more at risk or people that, um, you know, were experiencing any symptoms of sickness to stay home. (laughs) Um, And then, so we did that, but it it felt a little bit at first, a little bit like, great. Like we, you know, that was literally our first multi-day revival that we had planned Mm. for our church since we've been. And so it's been a little bit crazy. Um, It's, just to kind of even take it back a little further, it feels like everything that we have put on the calendar for this year has not gone the way that that we wanted it to. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I don't know, you know, Mm -hmm. at first you look at it and go, okay, what is going on? You know, 
none of our plans that we put into place are unfolding the way that we wanted them to. We moved into a new building and we had a lot of ideas for how we wanted to, you know, engage with our new neighborhood and and all of this. And literally it feels like everything that we had on the calendar just fell apart. The weird thing was that looking back in spite of that, in spite of our plans, not going the way we thought they should, God has been really doing some incredible things. So we've been experiencing some growth and, um, just there's, I don't know, there's this expectancy. So then when our revival kind of fell through and, um, just, you know, now we're not even able to have regular services. We're having to do them online. Mm -hmm. There's, almost this little bit of fear at the beginning. That's like, okay, are we going to lose momentum? How is this going to impact, you know, what we've been experiencing so far, but God has totally proven himself over and over again. I know that, that even in these types of situations that he can use them for our good. And, um, I believe that this is sparking a revival that is going to take the world by storm. So I'm not scared, Mm -hmm. not worried. I'm, I'm kind of excited actually. Um, but Mm -hmm. all that to say, you know, we haven't been having regular services, um, or like our midweek connect groups in person. But other than that, I feel like our, our lives, (laughs) I I told my husband, like if, if the quarantine thing doesn't really change our lives too much, maybe we need to (laughs) reevaluate what what our lives look like. We might need to get out more or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It's actually um, amazing to hear the perspective of a church planner. I didn't even think about how this would look for you guys, having yeah. some momentum, having some plans, getting encouraged. I mean, someone got baptized. That's amazing. Praise yeah. God. And then <laughs> coronavirus was like, uh, let's put that to the back burner for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it has been a little bit crazy. What about for you guys? Yeah, well, I was having this conversation um, actually a few times because we homeschool. So I think the only difference for us is not being able to do outings together. Like normally, um, I mean, I do Walmart pickup because yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's just amazing. Why wouldn't I do that? But um, because I have two boys and so we homeschool. What looks different for us is we had some specific things set in place for them to do a lot of socialization. Um, They love church. We love going to church, obviously, as a family. And so not going to church and seeing our family and and seeing the boys, seeing their cousins, who are really their best friends every week, you know, twice a week. That that has been a change. They keep asking about them. Are we going going to go over their house? Are they going to come here? you know, my oldest is like, mom, when is somebody going to come over? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) So that, you know, having those play groups and those kind of things, that is really difficult. So yeah, I think for us, we do already have devotion time together. We do have praise and worship time together, but it's not, you know, now that we're not together as a church and they know that and they know that we don't know when we're going to actually be in church again, that has been kind of confusing and kind of hard for them to understand. Like they kind of get it because they know that there's something, you know, kind of horrible happening in the world right now. And we're kind of being told to just lay low and wait, you know, um, the innocence of a child is just so cute because they'll, (laughs) they'll ask a question and go like, Oh, right. We can't do that because the sickness, you know, (laughs) and I think, yeah, I think that's the only difference is 
them realizing that we can't, we can't actually be social when we want to be social. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which I love, like you mentioned that you already, you guys already have a family devotion time like mm-hmm. in place, which is awesome. And I would hope that a lot of, you know, families do, but I think the reality is that there's a lot of families that haven't had to, to take responsibility in their own homes because mm-hmm. they've been so dependent on, you know, a pastor and a church and getting that, you know, having youth leaders and Sunday school teachers pour into their kids. Um, and, and not necessarily just out of a desire not to, they, it's, it's usually out of busyness, right? Because Mm -hmm. we have been so busy and we have, you know, work and kids have school and there's just a lot going on. And so it's easy to kind of fall back on that. Well, you're getting it in a corporate setting, but not necessarily having to become the priest of your own home kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think for me, I know, um, you know, I grew up going to Catholic church and I did CCD, which is their catechism. It's their children's Sunday school. And, Uh um, you know, that kind of laid the groundwork to let me know that spending time with God is important as a child. And as I grew up, we lost some of that. And I don't fault my parents at all. There was just a lot of things going on in the moment. But I do feel very strongly and passionately about that, whether you have children or not, I think, depending on your home and who you ha- share your home with, basically who you share your home with, I think it's just important to spend some time together. And if you, I feel like if you haven't done that, like those listening, if you haven't done that yet, and if you struggle with finding that time, it's going to look different for everyone. It might not even be the morning. I've had so many friends say that they actually do better at night, right before bed, have some quiet time to just slow down, maybe read a scripture, do a couple of YouTube worship videos. I mean, Brittany, you're a, you know, your worship and, and praise leader. And I was just wondering, you know, maybe if you can share some other resources where people can find just some really good quality um, songs. Yeah. I mean, YouTube is definitely a great place to go and um, it's nice. Sometimes it, it, it kind of can go both ways because sometimes I, I watch, you know, some of like the worship videos and it's very uh, special and you can tell that there's an anointing mm-hmm. um, on it. And um, we are apostolic. I definitely recommend finding apostolic artists and they've got their stuff out there. Um, but at the same time, like sometimes having a video can be a little bit distracting too. Cause I know there've been times where I love a song and then I've watched like the worship video and there's mm-hmm. been something about it or a part of it that has just made me go, uh, <laughs> like I wish I hadn't maybe seen that. Um, but that mm-hmm. could also just be me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I think YouTube is a great place and we have some incredible artists out there, even in the apostolic movement, um, that have great songs and videos, the people like Nathan and Rachel French and uh, James Wilson and uh, mm-hmm. Frankie Taylor uh, and even churches like POK and, you know, Sharon McKee's church, POK and um, the uh, First Pentecostal Church of North Little Rock, they have a great project out. There's mm-hmm. just, there's a lot of options if you, if you need something to worship to that's encouraging and that's anointed. Um, and if it's not YouTube, I mean, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, there's just mm-hmm. so many 
you know, there's yeah. a ton of resources now that we don't have an excuse not to, <laughs> to have a worship service in our own home, right? <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I think like when, when it comes to, you know, kids, and I know you said that you um, and Ryan don't have children in this moment, in this season of life, um, but, you know, you are church planners, and I know that you have probably worked with children and you're working with families. I think, I think the, the, the important thing is to just keep it simple. It, it doesn't have to be this elaborate, big production. Um, honestly, kids and, and even those who just maybe aren't used to uh, worship or if, you're, if you live with people who um, just aren't uh, open to God that way, um, just keeping it simple. And just honestly, um, like you said, if the video is going to be a little bit distracting, I understand too. I think sometimes I love a song, but then like the music video is a little bit like dramatic. And yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'll tell my husband, even though it's a Christian song, sometimes I'll tell him, I think the imagery is very grown up for my, for like the kids right now. I don't yeah. want them seeing somebody battling depression, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> right. right now they're only seven and four. So and I, and I understand a lot of it is to prov provoke emotion and, and, and not in a bad way, but they have a message they're trying to get out. But um, I do think we have to use discernment and know who the audience is in our home right. and, and what really is going to meet their needs. There's a lot of great children's songs. Um, we do that sometimes, but lately we've been doing more just regular, uh, just adult songs because I think, you know, children can actually rise to that, to that, um, to that level of worship and, and yeah. we'll do fun, silly stuff, but yeah. Yeah. I, I remember as a kid, like being in choir and stuff at church and going, I want to do the grown up songs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I definitely think that, that kids get it and they appreciate it and, um, it, it does minister to them. So it doesn't have to be, you know, on a child's level necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, although those types of songs are great too. I think there's a time and place for all of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I really do appreciate the live worship sessions um, when they have like uh, a live service. I tend to like those better because, be because we're not at church. Right. I feel like it is awesome when we do have a video and the kids are watching people lift up their hands. And I know it can be distracting, obviously. Um, and I don't do it every time, but just so that they can see how someone is just loving on God and just giving God, you know, everything when they're worshiping through song. And then they see somebody getting blessed. You just see so much beautiful right. weeping and crying in the spirit. And not in hysterics or anything, but just it's a sweet, sweet, just spirit about the entire thing. One of the one of my favorite songs, which I'm sure you can probably attest to, is obviously James Wilson, Wait on the Lord. And I love his video, the main video that he yeah. has put out. And we we listen to that at least once a week. And I love when my boys just sing the lyrics. And they may not lift up their hands and close their eyes because they're children right now. Um, and not saying they won't every time, but, but right now they're just getting those words in their heart. And I think that's what we have to understand is um, 
eventually they'll get to the place where they can feel vulnerable and not be worried about, you know, oh no, I'm worshiping in my home and like my mom (laughs) and dad are going to watch me worship. That's weird. But they'll get to the place where, where those lyrics will just pierce their hearts and will let God do the work. Right. I think too, one of the cool things about this time is the fact that everybody's doing their services online. Um, and like at Eastgate, for instance, in Vider, Texas, they've been doing a thing called your revival and every night of the week, they're having a revival service and they're having different like guest worship leaders come and lead for about 10 to 15 minutes, lead worship. And then they're cutting over to, um, an evangelist or a pastor who's preaching. And with even that kind of live uh, service type of thing every night, the thing that I think is amazing is it's teaching the families how to, I guess, uh, be worshipful in their homes when it's just a few of you. And the whole thing, like you were saying with your kids, like feeling, you know, sometimes kids might feel a little awkward about worshiping, but when they're seeing their parents, like that example, there's a freedom that they know like, hey, this is okay. And these services are allowing families, I guess, to start developing that more and allowing parents to be that example of even if there's just two or three or four of us in our home, we're engaging in worship, we're lifting our hands, we're singing along. Um, And when the preaching is happening, like we're still backing the preacher Mm -hmm. and we're receiving something. And I know even just for us, there's been a couple of the messages that have really just spoke to me, spoke to my husband. And at the end, during what we would have as an altar call time, like we're binding together and praying and receiving that word, even though it's just the two of us in our home. And I can imagine with kids, like when they're able to see you doing that, and I know that they've been able to witness you and your husband, you know, worship to these songs. When they see that, like that example is going to stick with them and make it less awkward. And I've, I've even heard so many amazing stories already about parents praying their babies through to the Holy ghost in their homes this week and last week while having an online service. And then they're taking their kids down to the church and pastors meeting them there and baptizing them because Mm -hmm. like they're able, I don't know. It's just such a cool dynamic and a cool part of this that I don't think we really saw was coming, <laughs> but where families are, are really being able to just make their homes a place of worship and a place where God is moving and the Holy Ghost is being poured out. And I think that after this is over, that is one thing that is going to be a benefit that has, that carries through, you know, after, mm-hmm. after we're having services again, and we're all going to be so excited to get to join together again, corporately. Um, but the whole thing of it being a part of our, our, our homes, that's going to continue. I think people are going to realize how valuable that is and it's going to become less awkward and um, you're going to see it more often where praise and worship and the outpouring of the Holy ghost and all of that is happening in people's homes. And I just think that part of it's really cool. And I mean, we have to realize that praise and worship like it has to be more than a corporate experience, right? Mm, yeah. And so even like you guys watching those videos and stuff, that makes it separate from us just doing it because we're joining together and, you know, and, and, and all of that. But it's more than a corporate thing. It's something that's personal that you're taking part in that's happening, you know, in your home or in your car or when you're by yourself or when you're just with your family. Um, but it's more than a corporate experience. I love that. I love I love that thought process. I think that's very encouraging for us, especially if 
especially if it's hard for us to get started, if we can just keep our mind on the fact that praise and worship is something that does need to be more than a corporate experience. I think if we just keep that in our minds and make it personal, the way God really intended it to be, that's going to encourage us past any of the awkwardness that we might have doing this in our homes. And I know for, for me, I love what you said about, you know, children receiving the Holy ghost in their homes. That has actually been a burden of mine, especially for my oldest. He, has been talking about the Holy Ghost for about a year or so now. And of course, we've been working with him and talking with him about it, but not pushing him or, or anything, obviously. But it was it was my prayer the other day, just saying, Lord, this time while we are home, help me be sensitive to your presence so that I can place, um, so that I can prepare the atmosphere that will hopefully right. encourage him to pursue you and for, you know, you to you know, just work in him and pour your spirit out on him and for him to be full of your spirit. I think that was just, that would be just such an amazing memory. Um, and of course a gift for my son to walk away from this whole thing and, uh, and hopefully gaining a better knowledge of who God is. Right. Um, well just be encouraged because it's happening. <laughs> like yeah. there are families that have that testimony that are, that's coming out of this last week or two. So I believe that it can happen for your son and for your family in your home as well. Well, thank you so much. Yes, I am definitely encouraged. I was thinking about this too. I just had a conversation not that long ago with Elizabeth Grace, who is a singer songwriter. And she was just on the podcast and we were talking about the power of music. And as I was thinking about what we were going to be talking about today with praise and worship, um, it got me thinking about how in this time of uncertainty and how fear can just grip us and, you know, we're really just afraid what's going to happen. And it's so easy for us to get down that rabbit hole of what ifs. Um, right. <laughs> I kind of wanted you to just take some time and talk about the importance of having time to praise and worship even through difficult times. I know as a church planner um, and of course, you know, any personal things that you have gone through, this has probably been just an important aspect of your life. So can you just share a little bit with us why it's just so important to be influenced by the right music, especially when you might not be in your right mind? Absolutely. One of the first things that comes to mind, and I think you will probably be able to amen that at some point, is that praise and worship shifts our focus and it changes our perspective, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And there's been so many times where even aside from this, just going to like normal, regular life where I have felt down or I've been in a bad mood and just by turning on like a worship song and singing along, it's been able to totally like change my bad mood into a good one. <laughs> um, it, it lifts my spirit, you know, and I think all of us probably can say that that has been true at some point. I can even remember one specific moment where it just seemed like that particular day things weren't going as planned. Um, I kind of like it when my routine, you know, stays normal and things happen the way I'm expecting them to. So, mm -hmm. um, when things get derailed and multiple things get derailed, um, I, I do have to fight, you know, that I'm not going to let this keep me in a bad mood. <laughs> and I just remember like flipping a song on and it was 
a song that I already knew and I knew that it was going to make me happy. And it's called My God is by Nashville Life. And it's just one of those very fun, like upbeat, happy, encouraging songs. And I turned that thing on and within minutes, like my my bad mood was gone. And I just, I felt happier. I felt uplifted and encouraged. Um, and so, I mean, praise and worship and listening to worship music, all of those things really do help to just shift our focus back to God. Um, and it reminds us who God is and what he's capable of doing and that he's got it all in control. I think when we are dealing with fear and we're dealing with, um, depression sometimes because of stuff like this or anxiety, um, that it's important to make sure we shift that focus away from our fear and back to God. And I know in Isaiah, uh, 61, three, it says that we've been given the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So if during times like these, you're feeling heavy or the craziness of this world seems to be weighing you down, I think it's important to stop and not wait. Even if you're out and about and you need to go sit in your car for a second and turn on a song or open up the book of Psalms and just start reading through some of those, you know, Psalms of praise, stop what you're doing and put on the garment of praise. Mm, yeah. And make sure that you shift that focus back to God. And it's amazing just how, how it just changes. It changes your perspective. Um, there's an old song by, uh, that sister Priscilla Magruder used to sing. And it says what, what once looked like a mountain is just a hill from heaven's point of view. And I love that line. And it's so true that when we shift that focus back to God and we stop looking at our problems, I guess, from a human perspective, we start seeing them through that spiritual perspective. Mm -hmm. um, it makes our problems look a lot smaller in light of the God that we serve. And even in times like this, where it seems like the entire world is going crazy and the world is being impacted. One thing I think has been really cool, and this is just me personally, I know that fear has been an issue for a lot of people. Um, and the enemy uses any advantage he has, right, to try to get at us. Yeah. So he is going to use this to instill fear. But just for me personally, I feel like fear hasn't been as big of an issue as I thought it would be. I thought mm -hmm. if yeah. something like this happened, that I would experience a lot more fear just because. I don't like uncertainty and I don't like not knowing, but I have literally felt peace and peace in knowing that God has got this and there are good things coming out of it. Even though we see a lot of, you know, bad, <laughs> we see a lot of sickness. We have seen deaths already, which none of us wants to see. Um, and in spite of all of that, like God is still doing something. He is at work. And just the confidence in knowing that he's, he's working all of this out and, and it's going to be okay. And honestly, I feel like God is coming back soon. And it's not just with the sickness. Like there is so, there are so many signs right now that we have been taught to look for, um, including, I just read an article where one of the, like one of the bills for the whole coronavirus relief, whatever. Um, I'm not super into politics. My husband doesn't like me to, to read politics because it makes me, it gets me all worked up. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, let's just not like he, he stays up to date on it. And I try to not get myself like all mm -hmm. worked up. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the bills would potentially um, introduce a digital dollar and mm. like, 
those are things that we've been taught about since we were kids, you know, to watch for. Yeah. And so all of that being said, I feel like our time here is winding down and that God is doing something and um, that he's coming back soon. And instead of being afraid, I just, I feel an expectancy. I feel an expectancy for the church. Um, But again, all of that to say that if you are feeling fear, if you are feeling that spirit of heaviness, um, just realign, you know, your just refocus your eyes on God and um, change that perspective. And as Sister Magruder said, what once looked like a mountain is just a hill from heaven's point of view, and it's going to be okay. Um, but have you, I mean, what do you think? Have you, have you had any like worship experiences that you felt like just totally changed your perspective and had you leaving a, a praise service or, you know, praise break in your home, uh, <laughs> feeling different? <laughs> yeah. Well, amen to everything that you said. There's my amen. Yes. <laughs> I, um, I love that line. Yeah. You know, I have had a few songs pop into my mind as soon as I've woken up and um i'm trying to think if we've had i don't think we've had lately a specific song that has spoken to all of us during devotion time excuse me during devotion time i know we have been listening to a lot of old school indiana bible college that has just been so encouraging um i love the song uh, no one higher there is no one higher like our god Yes. There's none more greater than you. I mean, just those songs that just glorify the Lord and, and just focus, like you said, just shift our focus to him. And I love those songs that just glorify him and just talk about who he is. Those are the songs that I think I've been really drawn to during our devotion time. As far as like me personally, there's been two songs lately um, before this whole quarantine and coronavirus issue, we actually had two funerals in my family in the same week. It was, it was very difficult. It was a crazy February. Um, We lost a grandmother and an uncle and they were two separate. It was one from my, uh, my husband's side of the family um, and then one from my side of the family. And so I had to uh, attend both of them. Um, and that was very difficult because I cared very deeply about these two people. Um, and I, I, you know, I haven't experienced grief like that. Um, obviously I've had people close to me pass on, but it was, it was, a, it was different. It was different because it was unexpected mm-hmm. and for it to be two in one, uh, at the same time, that was very difficult. And I remember in those moments, God, uh, really putting on the, on my heart two two songs and um they're they're popular christian artists but i love lyrics i'm a lyricist i i do appreciate songwriting i have dabbled in that as well and obviously as a writer words are my love language and (laughs) one song that i love is fighting for me by riley clemens and she just talks about how um, how God will never stop fighting for us. Um, you know, he will never stop fighting for me. Uh, I just love that. If you think about God's heart and going back to who he is, he, he doesn't want us to be in sorrow. He doesn't want us to be suffering. He doesn't want any of the bad things that are happening. God doesn't want this to happen. 
He doesn't want it to happen. However, just like in the Old Testament, there have been things that we have done as a nation, as a country, as, as individual people that have brought him sorrow. And right. so a lot of the things that we are seeing are things that we have really kind of been reaping that we're sowing. And I know we've said that as a church, but um, I do believe there is a spiritual battle behind all of what's going on right now. And so when I think about that song, Fighting For Me, it just really just encourages me in the Lord and helps me realize that I may not be able to change what's happening. We, we can help people in our community. We can do what we have to do to be a blessing and to be a light, but we can't change the virus. We can't, I mean, unless we're geniuses and we, ha- we can come up with a cure on the spot, um, there's really not much we can do as far as that. We can help, we can aid, we can be a light, and that's important too. But the biggest thing that I can do is make sure that my heart is changed in God, like, make sure my heart is right with God, allowing him to work in my heart, give him that actual time and that space. You know, we were talking about worship and devotion. If we can just slow down and take time to actually start establishing that in a personal way. So it's not like in a corporate setting all the time. So it's not all about, you know, a big group setting, but and on an individual basis, where are you, where are you with God right now? And right. so that has been encouraging to me is realizing that I can't, I can't change how people are reacting to this. I can't change the fear that they might feel. I wish I could bring more hope to other people, but we can just do what we can with what we have. And at the same time, pursue God with our entire hearts right now. Right. And I love that you brought that song in because that's the other thing I think that is very important about praise is that it is a weapon and we are in a fight, right? So the things happening in our world are not just physical, but there is a spiritual side to this. And um, Ephesians 6 verse 12 says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, Mm -hmm. against rulers of darkness of this world, against uh, spiritual wickedness in high places. And we can't fight that in the flesh, right? We have to fight spiritually and we fight with prayer. We fight with the word of God and we fight with praise. And that's just, and God fights for us, right? So there's stories of the Bible in the Bible that talk about when, um, like for instance, when the walls of Jericho fell down, it was at a shout of praise. They were praising Mm -hmm. and doing their part. They did what they could with what they had. And God is the one that brought the walls down. And same thing with Paul and Silas, their chains were broken when they begin to praise God in their prison. Yes. They didn't break their chains, mm-hmm. right? God right. did it. God's the one that shook the foundations, but they did their part and they, they used the weapons that they had and praise was a weapon that mm-hmm. they used. And the Lord fought for the children of Israel many times when they began to sing and praise. Um, and so in times like these, we have to use every spiritual weapon that we have to fight the enemy. Yes. And we're fighting in our homes. We're fighting for our homes, for our families. We fight for our brothers and sisters in the church. We're fighting for our communities, for our world right now. And the church will continue to praise God no matter how bad things look around us. Yes. And we know that chains are going to break. Walls are going to crumble. And one day, like I said, I believe very soon a trumpet's going to sound and we're going to be finally taken home um, mm-hmm. where we long to be. 
but in times like this, the church has got to hold on to praise and it's not just for ourselves, but it's for, you know, the spiritual battle that's taking place around us Mm -hmm. in, in the spiritual world. It is spiritual warfare and praise is a weapon that we can use. And even personally, Mm -hmm. if you're feeling attacked by fear, anxiety, depression, because of what's going on around you. And like I mentioned, our enemy uses every advantage that he has to bring us down. Um, but I would encourage you take a praise break, right? Turn on some uplifting music, sing at the top of your lungs. Um, use your words from your heart to praise God, whatever it needs to be, but stop and praise him because it is a weapon that you can use against the enemy and it works. It works. (laughs) Yes, it absolutely does. It really does. And I can't tell you how many times that I've been feeling just discouraged just by everyday life, not even about this quarantine or coronavirus, just everyday life living. Sometimes things are hard. Right. I can't tell you how many times just putting on just a song that I know the words just are so special to me. And maybe I don't even have, maybe I don't even have the capacity to sing them you know, Mm -hmm. right away, but I'll put it on and I'll put it as loud as I can. Yeah. And the, you know, my boys might not even know what's going on, but I can't tell you how many times it ended with just me being in tears and actually singing and, you know, finding my voice through worship and praise. I think sometimes we feel like, um, so bogged down by life and so bogged down by, just the heaviness of everything. We don't feel like we have that to give the Lord, but I guarantee like Brittany was just talking about, you know, um, you just take a break, um, take, take time to slow down and be present with the, with the music, whatever, whatever song that might be for you. Definitely. We encourage you choose apostolic, um, just foundational songs. I think those are very encouraging because we know that the root of them is truth. I think that's something that we have to keep in mind because there is so much power in music. There is so much power in what we listen to. And I think more than ever, um, if we need to kind of reevaluate the music that we've been listening to, especially in our homes, I, I think now is the time to do that because if that's not a weapon that we're using, then that is, that is something that the enemy will use for him because right. the enemy will use music to glorify him and he does. And so if we don't use it as a weapon back, um, then we're giving him more power. Yeah, that's true. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for obviously uh, taking time out of your day to talk with us. This has been so encouraging. And yeah, I think I'm ready to have a praise break tonight. I'm really, really encouraged. Thank you so much for just sharing your heart. Oh, you're very welcome. And thank you again for having me. And to all of you who are listening, I think we should all have a praise break tonight. Get your families together and turn on some music and worship God be bold, be loud, you know, pray in the spirit, throw your hands in the air, clap. You can dance, you know, do it in your own home, make your house a place of praise. I think that that would be an amazing, amazing experience and memory that you would take out of this whole thing. (laughs) So good. Thank you, Brittany. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. 
Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesomeministries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.